0: greetings and welcome to the mount calvary nation podcast hosted by mount calvary baptist church in dayton ohio where our pastor is the reverend s.n winston jr we thank you for joining us and hope that this episode blesses you
1: praise the lord hallelujah good morning Praise the Lord. Good morning, Mount Calvary Nation. This is a day the Lord has made, and we will be glad and rejoice in it. We are happy to be here this morning to worship the Lord in spirit and truth. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. My scripture this morning will come from Psalms 148, and I'll be reading this morning from the NIV version. And it reads praise the lord praise the lord from the heavens praise him in the heights above praise him all his angels praise him all his heavenly hosts praise him sun and moon praise him all ye shining stars praise him you highest heavens and you waters above the skies let him praise The name of the Lord for he commanded and they were created praise the Lord everybody this morning let's give him a shout of praise as we come in to give him worship this morning hallelujah to the Lamb of God Father God I come to you this morning Lord God thanking you this morning I thank you for your presence in our lives God I thank you for your unconditional love Heavenly Father I thank you for your mercy And your grace, Lord God. Heavenly Father, now we've gone through some things over the past year, God, but I thank you for being faithful because your word says you will always be there. You will never leave us nor forsake us, and I thank you for that this morning, God. Heavenly Father, bless your present, your your precious people this morning, God. Bless your people, God, that have tuned in, Lord God, on Facebook, on the Internet, to hear your service this morning, God. And I thank you, Lord. I want you to bless the musicians this morning. Bless Mountain Media. Bless the praise team as they come, Heavenly Father. And God, you placed a shepherd over this flock, Lord God, that came to give us a word this morning, Lord God. And I want you to bless them right now, Lord God. Open the ears of the hearers. And open their hearts, Lord God, that they may retain what is said here today. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord, in the mighty, matchless name of him who gave his life on the cross for our salvation, Jesus Christ. Amen. Come on, praise team. Let's praise the Lord this morning. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God.
0: Hallelujah. Praise the Lord, everybody. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord, everybody, wherever you are, at home, at work, in the car, if you're in the car, drive, but just open up your mouth and give God praise. If you're home, clap your hands. Come on, lift up your hands and give him glory. Give him honor. He's an amazing God. He's an awesome God. He's our righteous king. He's an awesome savior. He's a great protector. He's our keeper. He's our covering. Come on, open up your mouth and give him glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We give you praise, God. You're an amazing God, the all sufficient one, Lord. We give you praise. We are your name. Oh oh. Oh, 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 Come on. Say your One more time. Let's sing it together. Say, you're, amazing. you're amazing. You're amazing. You're amazing. You're amazing. You're amazing. So amazing. So With your amazing. heart, say So amazing. You're amazing. Say you're amazing. You're, 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 you're amazing. You're amazing. So amazing. Say Come on. You healed the sick. You healed the sick. You raised the dead. Lord Lord above, the great I am. am. You cause the sun and stars and moon to shine. I'm glad to say you're mine. Oh, I'm glad to say you're mine. Say we stay. Amazing in the midst of a pandemic. Come on, say, say Together, no one could pray. No one could pass to you. One more time, say, No one could pray. No one could pass to you. you. Hallelujah! No one could pray. No one could to you. Say, Your man. serve an amazing God. Come on, lift up your hands and give Him praise. Hallelujah. In the midst of all we've been through, our testimony still is that you're an amazing God. In the midst of this pandemic, I can still brag that you're an amazing Hallelujah. 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 He controls everything. He holds the entire world in his hand. And if he created it, he knows everything about it. Hallelujah. Can you rejoice at home and just tell him thank you for being a big God? Come on. If you're in the building, you can open up your mouth and say thank you for being a big God. He's strong. King of glory. He's the Lord. Say that together. There's nothing my God. There's nothing my God. Come on, tell I yourself look. this morning. There's nothing my God. There's nothing my God. I, I know do. things are looking grim, but still say Say victory, I've got it. I thank God I got it. Victory, I've got it. I thank God I got it. Come on, say it today. Is mine. Come on, victory, victory is, is mine. My. Victory, victory today, today is, mine. is mine. And I told Satan, I, I told. I got it. I got it. Say, I got it. I thank God. You have joy today. Say, joy is mine. Come on. Joy. So Jesus, in the name of Jesus, we, we have the victory. Say in the name, in the name of, in Jesus. the name of in Jesus' the name. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, we have the victory. Come on, you gotta declare it today. In the name, in the name of Jesus. in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Come on, if you have the victory, come on and give him praise. Hallelujah. Come on, I know you're at home, but come on, if you're victorious, come on and give him praise. Victory.
2: God is big. Our God is strong. Our God is mighty. And his plan for us is victory. That's that's good news. That's what he has given us through his son Jesus Christ. Grace. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus. Blessed be God who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings, every spiritual blessing in heavenly places in Christ. And then he has seated us in those same heavenly places in close proximity. So that everything we need for life and godliness, we have access to it. We're grateful for another day, another opportunity to be together virtually. I do pray that these virtual sessions are winding down. Frankly, I look forward to the time when we can be together again all here in the sanctuary. But in the meantime, we're grateful to God for the technology, and we're grateful for the people behind the technology who make these virtual worship experiences Possible. Let me just make a couple of observations and we'll get into our study for today. It is with a heavy heart that I ask you to keep the Rogers family in your prayers. Minister Carlos and Sister Laura, uh, you all know her as Lily Rogers. Their precious baby Carly was stillborn this week, and uh, I would that you would keep them in your prayers for God's peace, for God's comfort. Uh, There will be a graveside service uh, next week, but certainly keep Carlos and Laura in your prayers. Would you do that? I do have some, I told you, uh, those of you who were joining us for morning prayer this week, I told you I would have some great news today, and I do. Here it is. Are you ready for this? We are planning... To come cautiously and gradually back into the sanctuary, back into the building, beginning the first Sunday in April, that is Resurrection Sunday. We are planning cautiously and gradually to come back into the sanctuary. Uh, We're not going to bring 700 people in here. Uh, We're going to bring about 150 And next week, I'll tell you how you can register for service each week uh, so that we keep track of who's here. Uh, If there is any sort of outbreak or anything, we'll know exactly who's here. We can social distance by household. Um, Again, cautiously and gradually, we will return to this house of worship as long as the numbers continue to uh, to go down and uh, and look in the right direction, look for that announcement next week. As far as particulars, all right, great. We are going to Acts chapter 17. We are continuing our study of the book of Acts. We are in chapter 17 and I have been looking at this scripture and trying to go a different way with it but I believe it is the spirit of God who kept bringing me back to a message that I have preached from this passage that in looking at it, it just wouldn't let me go as a matter of fact, I believe that it is perhaps more appropriate today And it was when I first preached it. It is from Acts chapter 17, beginning at verse 16. I'm reading from the New International Version of the Holy Scriptures, and here's what it says While Paul was waiting for them in Athens, he was greatly distressed to see that the city was full of idols. They said this because Paul was preaching the good news about Jesus and the resurrection. Then they took him and brought him to a meeting of the Areopagus, where they said to him, may we know what this new teaching is that you're presenting? You are bringing some strange ideas to our ears, and we would like to know what they mean. All the Athenians and the foreigners who lived there spent their time doing nothing but talking about and listening to the latest ideas. Paul then stood up in the meeting of the Areopagus and said, People of Athens, I see that in every way you are very religious. For as I walked around and looked carefully at your objects of worship, I even found an altar with this inscription To an unknown God So you are ignorant of the very thing you worship And this is what I'm going to proclaim to you The God who made the world and everything in it Is the Lord of heaven and earth And does not live in temples built by human hands And he is not served by human hands As if he needed anything We live and move and have our being. As some of your own poets have said, we are his offspring. Verses 16 through 28 of Acts chapter 17. In this passage of scripture, Paul is finishing up his second missionary journey. He has been in Thessalonica for three weeks and teaching there until some jews got upset about him presenting jesus as the christ and so they started stirring up trouble so he had to leave there then he went on to berea where the people there were receiving the word of god gladly they were more noble than the others But some of the troublemakers from Thessalonica heard that Paul and his crew were in Berea. And so they came over there to start making trouble for them. So Paul leaves again and this time heads for Athens. And he tells Timothy and Silas to stay in Berea for a while. And while Paul is waiting for them, the Bible said his spirit was stirred within him because he saw all of the idolatry going on in Athens. They were worshiping, but they were not worshiping the true and living God. As a matter of fact, uh, they were trying to worship many gods. You already know the ancient Greeks had a God for everything, for every emotion. There was a God. For every force of nature, there was a God. And they considered themselves enlightened philosophers. The Epicureans and the Stoics, these great thinking men, were always looking for something new. So while some of them scoffed at what Paul was teaching, others were intrigued at what Paul was teaching. And they said, Paul, come and share your strange teachings with us. So at the meeting of the Areopagus, Paul stands up on Mars Hill. This is where all the intellectual debate was happening, where all the new philosophies are presented and examined, and he says, men of Athens, I perceive that you all are very religious in everything. That was the first issue that Paul encountered there. There was religion, but there was no relationship. Saints of God, I want to warn you today, watch out where you find religion but no relationship. Paul says first of all I perceive that word perceive has to do with sight things you can see he didn't say I discern because he didn't have to discern there was nothing to discern he saw everything that pertained to their religion everything about their religious nature could be seen it was on display and brothers and sisters you can always tell when there is religion without relationship because everything is about what can be be seen it's all about what's visible it's all about what people can see let me see if I can help us to understand religion without relationship will make us live one way when people can see us and live a completely different lifestyle behind closed doors Religion without relationship will have us shouting hallelujah in the church building where the saints can see us and shouting cuss words at our spouses when the saints aren't looking. Religion without relationship will let us run to help others when somebody's watching and ignoring those in need when no one sees us helping. Religion without relationship is really just for show. Jesus warned about it in Matthew chapter 5 he said don't be like the hypocrites when they go to pray they love to pray standing in the synagogue and out on the street corner so that everybody sees how religious they are and that's their reward right there everybody sees them that's the first issue that that Paul encounters it was religion without relationship but the apostle Paul here in Athens finds something else going on too he says as I passed by verse 23 I beheld your devotion your religious monuments. I saw all the temples that you built to the various gods that you worship. I even saw one that said to the unknown God. Not only does Paul find religion without relationship, but he finds ignorant worship. They are trying to worship a God that they don't really know. But there is something in all humankind that desires to worship something. The problem is that they are ignorant of this unknown God. I find it interesting that in this verse, when Paul says you worship ignorantly, you ignorantly worship, the Greek word for worship there is not the one that we're used to, proskuneo, which, uh, which carries with it the idea of humility and submission. That it, it means to kiss the hand, to kneel, or to prostrate oneself. But here in this text, when Paul describes the Athenian worship that's going on here, the ignorant worship, there is a different word. It is the Greek word, which does not refer to a physical or spiritual posture but refers simply to religious acts brothers and sisters we need to watch out for ignorant worship trying to worship a God we don't know by just performing religious acts God have mercy no humble heart just performance No submitted life, I'm trying to help us, just performance. No living sacrifice, just performance. No commitment to God's way, just performance. Watch out for ignorant worship. Ignorant worship will allow us to live any kind of way as long as we religiously perform our duties. Ignorant worship. We'll let you sing on the praise team will let you usher in the usher ministry, will let you pray in the deacon ministry, will let you preach in the pulpit. Ignorant worship will let you tithe every week, work in the kitchen, volunteer in the office, play on the instrument, serve on security. You can do all of these religious acts and still be worshiping in ignorance if you're not submitted to the one you're supposed to be worshiping. Paul says, I have observed, I have watched, I have seen your worship, and you ignorantly worship. You are worshiping without knowledge, and so the apostle Paul says, let me combat this ignorant worship by explaining this unknown God to you. In Winston translation, if we're going to stop worshiping in ignorance there is some information we must know there are a few things that we must understand to avoid ignorant worship and that's what i want to talk to us for just a little while today from this subject avoiding ignorant worship first of all if we are going to avoid ignorant worship we have to understand, number one, how big God is. It's in verse 24. God that made the world and all things therein, seeing that he is Lord of heaven and earth, dwelleth not in temples made with hands. Listen, that's, that's real good news right about now. Paul goes all the way back to the beginning to show them. He said, God made... Everything in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, and the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep, and the spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters, and God said, "Let there be that is a big God. You know what the Bible says The earth is the Lord's, and the fullness thereof, the world and they that dwell therein. Psalm 147 says he determined the number of stars and named every one of them. Psalm 104 says, he covers himself with light like a garment he stretched out the heavens like a curtain he lays the beams of his chambers in the waters he makes the clouds his chariot he walks on the winds of the wind he he laid the foundations of the earth he touches the hills and they smoke that's a big God y'all remember when Job got mannish God told him I'm the one who boxed in the sea I'm the one who determined earth's measurements when the morning stars sang together and all the suns." of God shouted for joy I'm the one who tells the sun where to come up and where to go down I'm the one who controls the path of the rain that is a big God and Paul says seeing that he is Lord of heaven and earth he is too big to be contained in temples that are made with human hands we can't brick God in he doesn't live behind stained glass He doesn't dwell in pews or pulpits. He won't be confined to usher rows or choir stands. He will not be relegated to buildings or churches or cathedrals, no matter how beautiful. Walls can't contain him. Church buildings can't hold him. He's a big God and he won't be put in a box. Because if God lives in a building that means that there are places that I can go that he is not. That's ignorant worship. God help us. If God can be contained, then my worship can be switched on when I come in the building and switched off when I leave. That's ignorant worship. If God dwells in temples made by man, then I can go into and out of The presence of God. God help us. That's ignorant worship. The psalmist asked this question. Where can I go from his spirit? Where can I flee from his presence? If I ascend up into heaven, you're there. If I make my bed in hell, you're there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost part of the sea, even there your your hand will lead me if I say surely the darkness shall cover me even the night shall be light about me listen saints of God he doesn't live in buildings he lives in us Paul said don't you know that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. That's why we don't wait to get to a building to worship. If you're waiting to get to a building, you haven't worshiped God in about a year. But the Bible says, praise God in his sanctuary. And guess what? That's you. You are his sanctuary. So wherever we are, there ought to be worship. I can't turn worship on and off. I know we've, I don't know why we keep saying it, but I can't get in and out of his presence. I'm, I can't be a saint today and a sinner tomorrow. I am the temple of the Holy Ghost. And if we are going to avoid ignorant worship, we have to understand, first of all, how big God is. Secondly, if we're going to avoid ignorant worship, We've got to understand not only how big God is, but number two, how powerful he is. He's so big that he made everything. He's so powerful that he needs nothing. Verse 25 says, Neither is he worshipped with men's hands as though he needed anything. New Living Translation puts it like this, Human hands can't serve his needs, he has no need. (laughs) Remember, he's God. He is Jehovah. He is the self-existent one, the only being in all history that has never needed anybody outside of himself to be who he is. He is the one who is, who was and who is to come the one who is from everlasting to everlasting he's God when he was ready for a world he just spoke and created out of himself everything that was to be he's so powerful that he doesn't need our help he's so powerful he doesn't need our advice or approval he doesn't need our counsel or consent he does not need our permission he doesn't need our plan. Can I tell you this? He doesn't even need our praise. Because if we hold our peace, God is still going to get the praise, even if the very rocks have to do it in our place. You see, if God had a need that we could fill, then it would put God in our debt. I know. I know, I know I'm getting in some trouble today, but I've got news for you. The Lord God Almighty will never be in our debt. Paul said he's the one who gives life to all and gives breath to all and gives us all things. If we are going to avoid ignorant worship, we got to come to terms with the fact that God doesn't owe us anything, but we owe him everything. When was the last time you really looked at how much you really, really owe God? Whether you're young or old, we owe him something. Whether we're rich or poor, we owe him something. Whether we're from the right side of the tracks or the wrong side, we owe him something. Whether we've been saved a long time or a short time, we owe him something. Whether the Lord Save you while you were in the crack house, the trap house, the cat house, or even the church house. We all owe God something when we consider God help us that He looked beyond our faults to meet every one of our needs. We owe Him when we consider that He has a number for every hair on y'all's head. You owe Him when we consider that he took somebody that 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 which took somebody else out you live through we owe him when we consider that every time our children are out of our sight but he keeps his eye on them we owe him when we consider every time that god takes our last ten dollars and makes it last like it's a hundred dollars we owe him when our backs are against the wall and it looks like there's no way out, and he makes a way out of no way. We owe, Is there anybody who is looking at me right now that knows that you know that you know that you owe God something? He has given us life. We owe him. He has given us breath. We owe him, and that's why the psalmist said, let everything that has breath praise the Lord. I do have a sneaking suspicion that there are some people on Facebook Live right now, some people on YouTube right now that know that you owe God something. And the Bible says he is not worshipped with human hands. In other words, you can't pay God with stuff. You can't pay him with cash. You can't, he doesn't take checks or MasterCard or Visa or Discover. You can't cash app him what you owe him. You cannot give him what you owe him. You can't text to give him what you owe him. The psalmist was plagued with this question when he said, what shall I render unto God for all his benefits? He answers his own question. He says, I'll take the cup of salvation. In other words, I'll take what he's offering and I will call on his name and I'll give. Give him what he deserves in the presence of all his people. That's all I can give him, my authentic, genuine, true, and spiritual worship. Would you just take a few seconds right now, wherever you are, in your bathroom, in your kitchen, in your living room, in your car, in your study, in your bedroom, wherever you are, would you just take a few seconds to give God what you owe him? Just give him some kind. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Just take a few seconds to give him what you owe him. Breathe in, breathe out, and give him praise. Pay him what you owe him. If, if we I'm almost done If we're going to avoid ignorant worship We must recognize, number one, how big he is We must know, number two, how powerful he is But then, finally, if we want to avoid ignorant worship We have to understand how close he is It's in verse 26 and 27 Let me give it to you in Winston translation From Adam, he made everybody So that we could seek him and find him although he's not far from any one of us listen saints he wants us to seek him because the truth of the matter is we're all seeking something everybody is looking for something God made us like that but he wants he himself wants to be the object of our seeking the object of our desire. Listen, he's big enough, he's powerful enough that he could make us serve him. He could make us worship him, but he loves us enough that he wants us to want him to want to serve him to want to worship him the Bible says seek ye first the kingdom that is the reign the rule of God and his righteousness the Bible says he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him the Bible says when you seek me with your whole heart you'll find me the way he rewards seeking is by being close enough for you to find him Paul said he's not far from any of us isn't that good news doesn't that make you want to worship him when you understand that he is near knowing that the Lord is not far from us that ought to help us to worship him I do have some news for you. You don't have to go through a priest. You don't have to wait for a preacher. You don't have to wait to get in to what we call the house of God. You can worship God for yourself because he's closer than you think. As a matter of fact, Paul says in everything we do, we do it in him I don't let let me go ahead and close we live in him we move in him we have our being in him I don't know about you but that blesses my life when I think about How close God is when I consider that he lives in me and I live in him when I think about the fact that there's nothing between my soul and my savior that just blesses me. Would you help me to close this out? I know you're not sitting in the sanctuary and if you were. I'd ask you to look and tell somebody, but since you're at home, I'll ask you to take out your phone and text somebody and tell them he's closer than you think. Let me close by going to one of my favorite songs. Psalm 46 says God is my refuge and my strength he's a very present help in trouble did you get that god he's my refuge and he is my strength he's a very present help in trouble he's not just present he's very present he's not just here he's right here he is a very present help in trouble i'm learning that one of the places that he's very present is in my trouble i used to ask god get me out of trouble now i ask god help me to see you in my trouble Has anybody ever found him in trouble? When you were sick, you found him to be a healer. When you were broke, you found him to be a provider. When you were in trouble, you found him to be an advocate. When you felt all alone, you found him to be a friend. When you were dirty, you found him to be a cleaner. When you were in bondage, you found him to be a deliverer. When you were on your way to a burning hell, you found him to be a savior. Yes, a very present help in trouble. So verse 10 says, be still and know that I am God. Be still, chill out. Calm down. Quit freaking out. Compose yourself and know that I am God. I'm with you when you go through the fire. I'm with you when you go through the flood. I'll be with you and I'll never leave you. I will be exalted in all the earth. No matter what's going on, God is with you he's right there wherever you go you can't escape him the old saints used to say he's so high you can't get over him he's so low you can't get under him he's so high you can't get around him are you grateful that our God he's big our God he's powerful And oh, God, he's so close. That's how I know he's alive. That's how I know he's alive. Yes, I know that Jesus went to Calvary. Yes, I know that they hung him up and stretched him wide. Yes, I know that he hung his head and for me he died. Yes, I know that they put him in the grave yes I know that he stayed there for three days but on Sunday morning he got up from the grave and you know what I can feel him in my hands and I can feel him in my feet I feel him all over he's not dead I live in him And he lives in me. We we're the church of the living God. We don't worship ignorantly. We're his church. We don't don't worship ignorantly. We know who he is. We know how big he is. We know how powerful he is. And thank God we know How close he is. Huh? That's why whatever we're going through. God, I'm trying. Whatever we're going through. We can still worship. Because we know. That he's close. That he's with us. That we're in him. And he's in us. God, deliver us. Help us to understand. That... here's my question I'm trying not to offend nobody but here's my question where can you go that he is not huh I'm not when I come into this building I don't come into the presence of God I bring the presence of God with me cause I never leave his presence cause his presence never leaves me See, if we understood that, we'd live differently because we think that we leave his presence when we go to those places we shouldn't be. But if he lives in you, wherever you go, he is. We'd live differently. We'd walk upright before him if we understood that he is always with us we'd live holy lives if we understood how big he is how powerful he is and how close he is we would learn to present our bodies a living sacrifice if we understood we wouldn't worship ignorantly and that's my prayer for us we can have great religious acts as a matter of fact it's 2021 people are professional at acting religious people are professional at religious actors churches right now are full of religious actors but we don't want to be people who act religious Paul said I looked around and I could see that y'all are very religious in everything well I'll tell you what I really am not looking to be religious I really want relationship with him (laughs) God help us. God deliver us. God help us to understand who he is. Is that B flat? Mm -hmm. Yes, Lord. Let me sing this and then Brother Dion's gonna come.
3: God is
4: my protection
2: God is I all, it all. No. Oh. The narrow way and keep my life clean every day. I want to go with him, yeah, because I've come too far and I'll never turn back. God is God is. Come on, y'all, sing it with me. God. God is God is oh God is my all yes sir and he's my all and all come on sing it with me declare it today Joy And the strength of my life Come on He moves all pain Misery and strife He promised to keep me Never to leave me He's never ever come Short of His word I've got to fast and pray Stay in the narrow way And keep my life clean Every day I want to go with him. When he comes back, I've come too far. And I'll never turn back saying, God is. That's it. Come on. God is. Oh, God is. Yes, he is. Oh, God. God is God is my all. In all oh yes he is yes he is yes he is come on say it God is God is my all he's my Yes, He is. Yes, He is. He's everything to me. Oh, yeah. God is, God is my all. We're going to do it again. He's my all. He's my all and all. He's my all. Oh, 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 yes, He is. Say it one more time. Más
3: service, Uh, where there may be someone who wants to give their life to Christ. Uh, And if you're contemplating, I want you to just look at the screen, look at the comments, and I want you to look at those individuals who are liking this very moment. It is an indication that we are excited that God is God has been, God continues to be um, our all in all. And so if you are one of the ones viewing us that want to give your life to Christ, please leave a comment, send us a message, contact the church, and we would be glad to introduce you to this awesome God that we're all excited about. Today is a wonderful day to give your life to him. Let's take about 30 seconds cuz I'm still stuck in the God is. Anybody grateful that God has been what we needed him to be? He is. He is. Yeah. everything we needed him to be he has been that thank you Lord for being a provider a healer a way maker hallelujah hallelujah God is. God is. God is. God is. How many people are grateful that God is? Yeah. Come on, let's put our hands together virtually for the word of God. Come on, we can do better than that. We want to thank God for the awesome word and those individuals who have given their lives to Christ. We thank God for uh, what he is doing. So at this time, we will now have... um, video for offer.
1: Thank you for your continued generosity. Your financial contributions help to transform lives, to reveal the glory of God's kingdom. For your convenience, you can use the Giveify app on your smartphone, the Cash app, or if you're in the Dayton, Ohio area, You may drop off your contribution at the Mount Calvary Church at the address shown. Thank you for worshiping virtually with us today. We look forward to being able to worship together in person soon. Until then, in the words of Pastor Sam, just live.